Monty, there's something wrong with my leg. Hello and welcome to this week's Urgent Bite, brought to you by the Royal New Zealand College of Urgent Care. My name is Guy Melrose and today we take a quick look at a sports-related injury and reflect on listening to what your patient tells you. Continuing in the theme of using a real-life sports injury to inspire an urgent bite, today we have a golf-related injury. I'm going to take you back to 1991. Some pretty momentous world events happened back then. The First Gulf War, Operation Desert Storm, liberated Kuwait, and the Warsaw Pact and USSR was dissolved. Freddie Mercury died, and Mike Tyson was arrested. On a lighter note, Kentucky Fried Chicken became KFC, and in Britain, the courts finally settled a long-standing debate that declared a Jaffa cake was indeed a cake and not a biscuit. Terminator 2 was the year's biggest film and showed a major step forward in human-based computer-generated imagery on film. But for me, one of my lingering memories of 1991 was spending four days glued to the television watching the open golf from Royal Birkdale. Watching the open on TV and on a couple of occasions in person, was a highlight of the English summer for me. 1991 was particularly exciting, as some of my favourite players were considered in with a chance of winning. Nick Faldo, the defending champion, is still England's greatest golfer, in my opinion. Colin Montgomery, sadly probably the best player to have never won a major championship, the mercurial Severiano Ballesteros was still at the peak of his game, and the field was still packed with some greats who were perhaps a bit over the hill, but nevertheless competitive. Jack Nicholas, Gary Player, Tom Watson. The eventual winner was Australian Ian Baker Finch. Looking at the leaderboard, there were four Aussies in the top nine. But this was a bittersweet win for Baker Finch, as his game imploded, having become the champion golfer of the year. He remains a commentator in the game, but his fall from the top shows just how golf requires both mental and physical fortitude to succeed. Now, I was recently watching a golf interview, recorded actually during the lockdowns of 2020, which reminded me of an incident that occurred during the third round of this Open. This has caused me to reflect back on this, and I think there are a couple of good urgent care learning points to extract. The interview was between two former golfers, now turned pundits, David Fahetti and Richard Boxall, the latter being the subject of the interview. Richard was a good golfer, playing on the European Tour for many years and winning the Italian Open, but he never quite hit the tippy-top. But at Birkdale, he was in contention. He was two shots off the lead after two rounds and was paired with Colin Montgomery for round three. Upon hitting his tee shot on the ninth hole, he collapsed in pain, was stretched off the course, having suffered a tibial stress fracture, an unusual injury to see on a golf course. Like 
all stress fractures, there is usually an increased activity that causes the mismatch of bone resorption and formation such that biomechanical forces create microfractures that can then cause pain and potentially progress. I've not been able to find any reference to whether Richard Boxall was doing any running or fitness training, but certainly professional golfers do a lot of walking, and in the height of summer, a dry British Lynx course is both firm and incredibly undulating. And when you look at slow-mo videos of the golf swing, the left leg of a right-handed golfer does get put through some stresses with the ankle inverting and both varus and valgus stresses put through the knee. So my first urgent care take home from this case is that while stress fractures are often reported in marathon runners, soldiers on long marches and high intensity athletes, it's not out of the question that something like golf can seemingly cause one to occur. My second take home relates to what was said in the interview. Ortho Bullets says that of tibial stress fractures, the onset of symptoms are often insidious, and while pain might start with activities, they can then develop so that they encompass all activities of daily living. Listening to Richard retell his story, he had had mild pains in his leg on and off all week, but it was on the morning of the third round that he felt something was wrong, but being two shots off the lead in the open meant he carried on. He reports struggling, but he says on several occasions he said to Monty, his playing partner, something is wrong with my leg. Initially Monty ignored him, but just before the tee shot on the ninth, he said that he could see that he was definitely having issues. Boxall reports stepping up to hit the shot, knowing that he was going to hit a bad shot, as he had no confidence in hitting through the ball, and sure enough, he got an immense pain on the downswing, felt a snap, and collapsed to the ground. So my take-home from this is simply, listen to your patient. They'll usually tell you what is wrong with them. This is a paraphrase of a quote attributed to William Osler, but it is very true. I think there is a danger that, in a busy and overrun health system, that we do not take the time to listen to what our patients might be trying to tell us, and look for patterns that fit with what we expect a bit too soon in the consultation. I think one way that we can perhaps mitigate this, without taking an hour to see each patient, is to adopt a simple phrase that I've seen used in the palliative care and serious illness conversation environment, but I think it has value for us too. Tell me more. Asking a patient to tell us more is an open invitation for them to say what is worrying them, it removes the restrictions are often closed questions, admittedly necessitated by the tightness of time, and it allows the urgent issue that caused their presentation that day to come to the surface. So if we'd been consulting Richard Boxall before the ninth tee shot, you might come to the conclusion that he was someone who was still playing golf but had a sore leg and so most likely had a muscle strain or perhaps some referred neuralgia. In our haste to move on to the next patient, we might gloss over his pain. But if we'd asked him to tell me more about the pain, his description should have given us cause to pause and reconsider.
he knew something was wrong, that something was different. He knew it was something significant, and his concern would have then alerted us to consider other diagnoses, certainly ones that maybe weren't top of our differential list on the initial history. So have a read of the OrthoBullets page on tibial stress fractures. While x-rays can be diagnostic, they often need higher imaging, so referring on to ortho or sports med may be needed. And perhaps remember that while marathon runners and triple jumpers might be more at risk, it can happen in a golfer. And always remember just to take a moment to consider what the patient is trying to tell you. And if need be, just ask them, tell me more. Now we'll be back again next week with another podcast. I look forward to seeing you all then. But for now, thanks for listening.